thank you so much to everyone for listening this week um yeah sorry it's been a bit of a filler one but blame james um (laughs) 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 hello everyone welcome to the newest edition of the uh the newest edition fuck off xander right this is the filming podcast hello welcome i guess (laughs) it's me xander the tit that runs this show and with me, as always, is my co-host, David. We're here to film you in. What's going on, David? Every time, co-host, every time, you have to specifically say... You know it hurts every single time you say that, man. Yes, I know. And that's why I keep doing it. Uh, you've saved me on your phone as David co-host. David co-host. So I've saved you as Xander the unfunny one. Because <laughs> I am the comedic relief of this fucking podcast. Yeah, Hi there. We, we were talking... We were talking about this the other day. I said, like, yeah, David, that is your job. <laughs> your job <laughs> is to be the comic relief while I keep the ship afloat. And you were like, but you don't do that. Like, no, you don't. don't. You're right, I don't. I don't. You don't. You literally just sit there laughing at the funny shit I say and then I move us on. Exactly. So anyway. You're the, um, you're the cameraman. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we, we had something planned for this week, didn't we? Had it planned uh, yes, for a couple of months, and then, <laughs> and then we had someone tell us that their scheduling. We had scheduling complex. issues. We had scheduling yeah. issues. On a completely unrelated note, congratulations, Mrs. O'Malley. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so malicious. Jesus. The bitterness. The bitterness, <laughs> bitterness in that. Um, <laughs> congratulations on your wedding. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. But don't worry, that episode is coming next week. Uh, but for now, we've Probably. got a filler episode, haven't we, David? <laughs> yes, a That's filler what this episode. Is. That's so, literally all it is. This so is whenever like we, the... whenever we need a filler episode, our go-to idea is rag on a bad comic book movie. But of course, yeah. we already did that last week. <laughs> Um, and Xander wanted to do the bad comic book movie, and I just said no. We're we're not that fucking lazy. So we're doing we're doing a, some some alien movies. Yes. Instead, yay! Uh, basically, our, our reasoning for this is that Aliens came out thirty four years ago, and since this is episode thirty four, yeah, we figured you know good link, and then also <laughs> if we're doing Aliens, we might as well do Alien. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, fuck it, why not? It's a long road to get there, but we got there. And here we are. Yeah. Um, So. But first, you've got some, have you got some news? Yeah, we've got some news. So, um, there's, annoyingly, there's, once again, not much movie news recently. Um, Xander, you sent me something today of uh, Tom Hardy possibly being the next Bond. Yeah, they've, um, they said that there's been a source that is very not normally very reliable that Tom Hardy's been cast so we'll probably find out a initial announcement um in the next few days or weeks yeah which is pretty exciting so, yeah this would actually make me want to watch you know James Bond cuz I do not like it I've said this multiple times on the podcast I'm not a fan of James Bond I think that it's just a very dull series where it's like 25 films that of the same shit over and over again yeah, I, I get, I guess, but we do well, also like know. the Marvel movies. True, but at least the Marvel movies have different characters. <laughs> like he's even got the same name every movie. Well, well, yeah, he's James Bond. 
Yeah, exactly. But they could have just like made it 007 instead, and then he has a different name, different character, different art. Oh, because it's based it's on literally a... the same thing. It's based on a book series, David. Yeah, but at the same time, you can go off of the book series. I mean, they've started doing that with uh, Skyfall, and Skyfall's like the best one. Is or it? One I thought it was just a very, you know, okay movie. I but anyway, Skyfall is just a decent film. That's but, about it. But anyway, Tom Hardy might be a, a decent choice. Yeah, I actually love Tom Hardy. So even if the movies suck, I'm going to like it because it's Tom Hardy. I think the world was kind of set, had their eyes set on Idris Elba. I think it would have been really nice to have Idris Elba. Just, you know, because 25 movies in, they've still not had a Black Bond or anything yeah, like that. But which is very I shitty. Think... But at the same time, Tom Hardy's a fucking great actor. And, and Idris Elba is... I mean, he's still, you know, he's not old, but he's getting older. And he, I think he's just a little bit younger than Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig is now, like, broken because of these Bond movies, doing all the stunts. Yeah, but at the same time, Daniel Craig is also just broken because he doesn't want to do the same films over and over again. He's literally said that. Yeah. Like, Daniel Craig is 52. Idris Elba is currently... 48 so he's four years younger so he could technically do what like two to three movies as bond really yeah i know but they want him well, just... they want him for longer won't they well yeah and that's why you know tom hardy's a good choice because he's still a younger man you know yeah exactly so he's 43 fuck what oh damn i thought he was like 35 no apparently not old, old dude jesus that's not old xander <laughs> I'm like nearly halfway there. That's not old. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa. Living on a prayer. What? Oh, because I said halfway there. <laughs> uh, I was confused then because like, even... you just said it after I said that's not old. I was like, you know, you know, David. Oh? When I tell you I've got joke Tourette's, like that's re- that's a real thing. I was in a spoken word exam, and um, we were, like for for my uni work. And we got asked a question, like, I got asked a question, like, um, how did it feel like, because for the first half of this year, it felt, felt like we didn't really do anything, we just played games, but then when we started doing making the performance, the games came into play in that. And yeah. so, like, the things we were doing in the games were being brought into the performance, so it was like we were, you know, already doing it. And I said that, I said, like, you know, it felt like we were already halfway there. Whoa, whoa, living on a prayer. And... Like, my tutor just looked at me like, Xander, this is being recorded and sent off to the examiners. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) I've got a real problem. Well, I mean, I told you about my job interview as well, didn't I? Yes, you did. And you don't need to tell the audience. (laughs) See, I feel like I do now. No, you don't. Anyway, so... I'm just going to tell the audience. I'm going to tell the audience the story. Fine, do it. Go on. <laughs> so I'm I just went mute myself so I don't judge you too much. <laughs> I I went for a job interview at a an undisclosed uh, a, a disclosed location, and during my interview, they they said like you know everything was going really well, and they, uh, the the uh, the interviewer said to me, right, listen, I've got to ask you a couple of serious questions now, you know, about the job. It's like yeah, that's fine, and one of the questions was like, how in your life have you helped someone out? That can be either, or giving like help to someone, uh, that can be either in work or in just your know, everyday life. And I said, well, I'll give you an, an answer about in work. I said, like, so if if when I started, I didn't really know what I was doing, 
Um, and there was always someone to come over and help me. And then going forward in my job, knowing knowing now how it felt to be like that, if someone's in trouble, I can go over to them and help them. Like the other people help me. So it's a nice, you know, circle of, you know, it's a nice cycle. And she said, wow, that, that, that's a really good answer. Thank you. I said, oh, no worries. And I sat there and I said, and I actually said, I probably shouldn't say this. And then, she, of course, she's like, well, what, what shouldn't you say, Xander? And I, sa- and I said, well, um, you know, you kind of feel like when you're helping someone out, um, you kind of feel like Gandalf in the Two Towers after the Battle of Helm's Deep when he stood on top of the hill and he's like, here we go, boys. I'm here to, here to save the day. You're, and you're such a man. I've never seen someone look so confused. Yeah, that's fair enough because life. I imagine the like your manager or future manager at the place nondescript location <laughs> is going to have watched the fucking Lord of the Rings. Maybe not. For one. And two um, is going to understand a very nerdy reference because they work in undescript location. Um so yeah, I mean in Venice. I got the job, so well, can't yeah, be, can't still, have been that bad. It, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> it's it's reference based Tourette's. That's what it is. No, we're gonna have to get you like actually, you know, tested, tested. for that. Yeah. Anyway, so... I mean, my my mum and my brother think I have mild autism. Yeah, well. probably is true. To be completely honest, so, though. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so movie news, there's not really much else. Um, Scream, apparent, like, Scream 5 is apparently going to be getting like filmed next week or so, which is yeah. well, next, this month, and that's cool. Um, um, so I'm happy about that. I realised a couple of weeks ago, um, we didn't mention, uh, this was huge, uh, this rocked the world, um, but Chadwick Boseman passed away. Why didn't we mention that? I can't Jesus remember. Christ, we I just, feel like an awful person. Yeah, we just didn't. It happened on the Monday. Yeah. And then we recorded the podcast on like the Saturday, and we just we just you know didn't, well, didn't mention we're it. Shit so people. yeah, um, you know I, I'm sure most of you probably know this. It happened a couple of weeks ago now, but yeah, Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, uh, the actor uh, behind Black Panther, and um, he was in Twenty One Bridges last year as well, and Defied Bloods that's now on Netflix. Also, Message from the King on Netflix. Yes, um, yeah, he he passed away from a bowel cancer a struggle that yeah. he's been having for like four years yeah and he didn't tell anyone no one knew about it until you know the article started coming out saying that he died yeah it's it, you know what though that just shows that he was a very proud person he was a fucking sweetheart so rest yeah. in peace i'm gonna miss you mate yeah man it was um yeah it's it's tough um you know it, it's hard it's hard to talk about because you know yeah. he was an inspiration to so also, many people can we just say which was that article that you sent me the Screen Rant one. Screen Fuck you, Screen Rant. Yeah, fuck Screen Rant, man. Because they, on the day, literally an hour or so after the news came out, they they posted a thing about who could replace him in Black Panther. Yeah, real, real dog shit move. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, fuck Screen Rant, never gonna look at that again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a rough day. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he's an inspiration to so many young uh young black people to show that yeah. they they can be represented well on screen 
in a superhero yeah. movie. And I know he's done other things, other things other than Black Panther, but but at the same that's... time, that was his revolutionary role. Yeah, that's, it's, that's what that... people know him for. Yeah, that will go down in history. We might not like the movie as much as others do, but we can't deny how much impact that movie has had. Oh yeah, 100%. on on popular culture for the past two years, and will be popular until you know we're long gone. Yeah. Um, like, no matter what, that's um, a very like special movie. Even if it's not, you know, my favorite MCU movie. No matter what, that is a revolutionary movie that has done fucking wonders for black representation. Not only just film in general, like not even just superhero film, it's in film in general. Yeah. Um, and it like shortly after it came out from um, uh, bloody, oh, I always forget his name. I don't know why I forget his name as well. Whose name? From um. Uh, John Boyega, that's it. John Boyega. Like John Boyega started talking about his um, experience on set for Star Wars as well, and how horrible it was for him. So it just yeah. shows that like that kind of thing, just because like there's representation in the movie, doesn't mean it's the right representation. And you know, yeah, like, Black and, did it perfect. And Chadwick Boseman was the was the poster boy for good exactly. representation. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a de- it's a devastating loss for the world and. Um, you know, and the black community as a whole. Um, yeah. Yeah, this yeah this sucks. Uh, rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest, rest in, in power. power. Um, right, we'll, uh, should we change the mood slightly? Uh, yeah, so uh, the only other news that I can think of is the uh, PS5 showcase that um, happened just the other day. Yeah, uh, the other day we, we, got, we got a release date and a price. Got a release date, a price, the pre-orders went live the next day, and it's all sold out, and I've got one. <laughs> it sold out on, on Amazon, it sold out in about 30 seconds. It was 93 seconds for the digital edition. Unbelievable. Yeah. The power. And uh, Sony actually lied, considering they said it's not going to be a moment's notice, and they didn't even tell people the pre-orders were going live in the event. They just went live, and people got emails. Uh, the person who I went to, a uh, nondescript location... Uh, when I pre-ordered mine, they <laughs> said that they only got told by Sony at midnight that they were opening at 8 a.m. to take pre-orders. Oh, wow. So they only had, like, eight hours to get everything ready. Mad. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, there was a lot of games revealed as well. So um, the long-rumoured Hogwarts uh, open-world game, Hogwarts Legacy, as they've called it, yeah, um, got revealed. That's That was leaked like mad. For, like, I think it was, like, 40 minutes of gameplay and this, that, and the other. Details about the game got leaked, and then Warner Brothers copyright struck every single person who even mentioned it yeah. on YouTube. But you know what? It's revealed now, so we can talk about it. Yeah, it looks <clears> like <throat> I'm down for this. this yeah, um, it's set 200 years before Harry Potter in yeah. general. Uh, they've literally had to say that J.K. Rowling is not like at all attached to the story of the project. Yeah, I was going to say, there could, maybe there could have been a, any better time to uh, to, yeah. re- well, re- to release something to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, um, that's that looks decent. The graphics look shit. I, I think the graphics don't look very good, but I think... They look pretty... I'm, they look kind of like a mix of real life and Fortnite. I'm, I'm very okay, though, with graphics not being like the biggest thing in the world no if, yeah no i know if like it's a it's if it's fun that get if it's a good game with a good story no matter what i'm gonna enjoy it don't give a shit about graphics but at the same time yeah. if it's bad in general the graphics are just an extra you know sh- piece of shit on the plate yeah 
um yeah i'm i'm down for this it, when it when it comes yeah. out i'm gonna be you know well uh, i'll probably order it you know hopefully uh when 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 they said it's coming out uh just 2021 they haven't given a release date yet um, a, a fair few of these games haven't been given release dates i've been given release windows some of them are just to be announced yeah uh so one of them that's like one of them that's tba is final fantasy 16 which i honestly did not see them reveal in this i thought they were going to reveal the um upcoming final fantasy 7 remake part 2 um which oh. they didn't do at all they literally just showed off a, fa- a brand spanking new final fantasy game and it looks kind of souls like which is interesting for final fantasy i think that's going to be interesting okay but, uh, yeah um the um, they announced god of war 2 as well didn't they yes god of war ragnarok as they're calling it uh that's 2021 it's just but i i don't think that's gonna make it into, i think that's gonna go to 2022 to be completely honest probably um, if, I'm, if I'm being entirely honest, 2022 is a lot more likely for it. But we did also get, I think, four launch titles announced. Yeah. Uh, one of them, Spider-Man Miles Morales, that's coming out on the same on what day one. Yeah, and it's um, um, I've got that pre-ordered. It's also coming to PS4. Yes, it is, which is very interesting. A lot of these games are actually going to go into PS4. Which I, I saw which a tweet. I, I saw I saw a tweet from someone like saying. I don't understand now the hype to get a PS5 on launch date when it's not going to be the best product that it can be. Because, like, you know... No, not... these games are made for PS5. They're just going to be downgraded for PS4. Yeah, I know, but, like, with Miles Morales coming to <coughs> PS4, I'm just going to get the PS4 version. Why, why, would I True. Get, why would I get the PS5 version when, you know, in, and you uh, know, shell out for a console tracing. that's not going to be, you know, as good in a year? When you know, I'll wait. I'll wait until there's an updated version of the PS5 and get that in a couple, like in probably like a year or so. It's definitely not going to be a year. To be completely honest, that's going to be a good three to four years. It won't be three to four years. It took them three to, I think, three or four years for the PS4 Pro. <sighs> nah, it'll, be, it'll be like it'll be like a year, a year, Mate, a year. That's and how half. this is how PlayStation do it. This is when, how when they iron out all about. when they iron out all the bugs. No, this is how PlayStation do this shit. So listen, listen to listen to this. So the PS3 had the base model at launch. Three years later, they had a new model. Xbox did the exact same thing for 360, and Xbox One and the PS4 did the same with PS4 Pro. This is just what they do. Well, even you Switch know, have done the same. Anyway. Two years in, they released the Switch Lite, which is the exact same thing. It's just you can't, you know, play it on your TV. And PlayStation already have their own second version of the PS5, which is the digital edition. So, you know, there's already two versions of the PS5. There's no reason to bring out another updated one when they've got games coming out for this one already and in development. Well, anyway, I I guess, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not, but I'm not getting it soon anyway. Yeah. I'm not rushing out. To get I'm, it. I'm getting it day one uh, because I'm excited for a lot of the games. I, I want to see the ray tracing as well. So that's why I'm excited for Spider-Man Miles Morales because ray tracing is a very interesting thing to make. But um, other games that got announced were Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which is just an upgraded um, Devil May Cry 5 with um, playable Virgil and ray tracing, nicer graphics, better loading times, yada yada. Right. Um, and the other launch title is Demon's Souls Remake, which I believe is also coming to PS5. Um, I mean PS4, but Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is not coming to PS4. That's um, a launch exclusive for the PS5. Okay. Um, Fortnite as well, but you know who cares. GTA Five was announced a while G- ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that's not um, day one. That's I think sometime twenty twenty one. Oh right, right, right. Okay. And it's not going to be free upgrade because you know Rockstar. 
And it's by the way, that game has recently um like celebrated seven years release. Yeah. But yeah, they also announced um Call of Duty Black Ops Cold Wars Alpha, which is now playable until the end of tomorrow. Yeah, uh, so so by the time this goes out it'll be over. Yeah, it'll be over. Uh Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the remake of um Abe's Exodus. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, which I thought was a very strange thing to announce at a PS5 event. Like, they could have announced the long-rumoured Silent Hill reboot, or, like, this, that, and the other, and no, Five Nights at Freddy's. Really. Well, there was, so, so there was a, there was a, there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot, and then the final thing that was actually really interesting is the PlayStation Plus collection, which is a collection of some of the best-selling and best-rated PS4 games, uh, just free to PS Plus players. So it's kind of like a Game Pass kind of thing, but the difference with Game Pass and the thing that Sony have said is they don't think it's very sustainable since, uh, you know, like, releasing... They like the Sony stuff. So Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon's Soul, God of War. If you're paying £8 a month for them on day one, that's not sustainable for like such big releases. Whereas for Xbox, since they have a lot of indie titles for their like you know exclusive nowadays, yeah, and their exclusives just aren't as you know big budget anymore as it used to be. That's why it's sustainable for them. So it's interesting to see that kind of thing. People have been complaining that PlayStation doesn't have their own Game Pass, but it does. I personally, I don't care. I'm willing to pay for full price for these games because they're phenomenal. I, I trust them. Yeah, um, that's basically everything. They showed off more from like Resident Evil Village and Deathloop and this and the other. But yeah, those are the games that they announced. They released, announced the prices, the release dates. And yeah. Cool. Right. Should we, should we talk about some fucking alien? Yeah. An alien. One thing that I did wish from this event, though, is Alien Isolation 2. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard really mixed things about that game because I wanted to play it, but then I, I heard that it wasn't You've great. You've heard I think you're thinking of um, Alien Colonial Marines, mate, because Alien Isolation is loved by everybody. Is it? When it comes to horror. Yeah. Oh, shit. Alien Isolation is worldwide loved. It oh, is shit. I need to one of the game. best horror games I've ever played. Oh, Never need... mind Alien. Oh, I need to play that shit then. You oh. really need to play that shit because it's phenomenal. I'll get that. I'll get that this week then. Hopefully, it's on sale. Uh, it's on sale a lot of time on Steam. The reviews are very positive. Even the recent reviews are very positive. It is one of the best horror games I have ever played in my life, and I shit myself. <laughs> Out of context. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the best horror games, and I've shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from from it's one like of the... that video, the guy who just says, "Oh my god!" Like he does a knife opening on um, CS goes and he just shits himself literally. <laughs> um. So from talking about one of our best horror games, let's talk about one yeah. of the all-time known as one of the best horror movies. It is a nineteen Alien. the nineteen seventy nine classic, Alien. Yes. Um, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. 
and it follows a uh, a crew of the spacecraft Nostromo. They intercept a distress signal from a planet and set out to investigate it. However, to their horror, they are attacked by an alien, which later invades their ship. Yeah, the um, Alien is one of the most influential horror movies of all time. It is, yeah. It with... is an absolutely fantastic piece of art when it comes to horror and suspense. Yeah. Um, it. It's got an 8.4 on IMDb. Yeah. It's got 98% a ni- on 98% and 89% on Metacritic. And then the audience score on Rans Myers after 459,798 reviews is 94%. 94%. And um, that is the impressive. average rating as well, which is important, is a 9.1 out yeah. of 10. So, yeah, universally Pretty beloved. good movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, it's it, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I think, um, it's, I think it's fine. How many how many times have you seen this? I've seen. See, the thing is, Alien. I have watched quite a lot, but I've not watched Aliens much at all. Even though Aliens is usually preferred by people from our well, from what I reckon. Um, I I much prefer the first film. I've I watched this the first time I watched this. I was a kid, yep. and my dad said like. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you two horror films tonight. I was like, okay. We watched Alien, and we watched The Shining. Ah, your dad has excellent taste. Um, I at the time I was like eight years old. I didn't really like them. Oh wow! Because I I was a kid and I didn't know what good movies were. Um, and every time I watch Alien, I'm like, it's good. It's good, but it's not. I don't know. It's I. I never really saw it as like this high art, this perfect movie. Mm. And then, I've not watched it in a while. I watched it about three days ago, and holy crap, this movie's high art, and it's a perfect movie. Precisely, man. It's a absolutely phenomenal film. It's not only is it a phenomenal film when it comes to just like the actual movie itself it's the music and everything behind it the making of it and the story behind alien in general like the one of my favorite bits of trivia for this film is um the famous scene where like it bursts out of the guy's chest yeah like they didn't get told that that was gonna no. happen yeah he just said just wait for it and so that those reactions on screen <laughs> that was the first take and that's like that's you know wait wait for the cream wait for the cream yeah wait for the creep that's a running joke at this point as well fucking hell <laughs> yeah like it is incredible it is probably my favorite it's one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies anyway probably my favorite yeah. one this this Other is than maybe Clo- 10 cloverfield lane this has rocketed up in my in my like horror movie list because it was i never really considered it but then yeah this most recent watch has really really opened my eyes to how how incredible this movie is. Um, the Can we talk about the design on the alien for a minute? Uh, obviously, yes. The, the xenomorph. Yes. Is it the most horrifying creature ever put to no, film? No, I think it's the best. It's the most notable but I don't think it's the most horrifying personally. I think that the alien is like the xenomorph is terrifying, but I have seen scarier looking things personally. 
But at the same time, the scary looking things that I think are the weeping angels from Doctor Who because they fucking terrify me. Yeah. It's, I think the design is scary and it looks, yeah. my, I remember my dad telling me quite recently, like, I mean, it, it must have been a couple of years ago now. He was trying to describe, he was trying to tell me how like the alien is like a, it's a metaphor for like sexual assault because it's, it's quite a phallic creature. Yeah. With like, when it opens its mouth, it's got the other, the other mouth coming out the way it's like got the tail and it's stroking the woman's leg towards the end. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, that, that resonated with me. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is. Yeah. You can, you can hundred percent see that. Like, even if that's not me, like the hundred percent intentions of the, um, the design of the movie. Yeah. I think, well, then again, though, apparently shredded condoms were used to create tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws. Yeah. So, to be completely honest, it wouldn't really surprise me. No. Um, I think, as well, it's... They basically made this thing... I don't, they obviously didn't know they were going to make a sequel and have and have that sequel be this high-octane action movie. Yeah, that's, because... like, the most incredible and interesting thing about this series. Like, it's so strange that, like, this is the only horror movie that I can see being an action movie. Other like... than Evil Dead. <laughs> um, and that did it as well but like with with the alien it's got like it's got acid blood it's like eight feet tall it creeps about it's silent it's got two mouths it plants a alien inside your chest and it explodes you from the inside out it's like this thing is it like, and when you shoot bullets at it it just comes off it it doesn't seem to affect it. Mm. Unless you've got these special bullets that they have in Aliens, but we'll get to that later. Um, it, they've made it. They, they've made this thing unkillable. And I think... It's just terrifying. Can you... Like, yeah. Every time I think about this movie, I'm like, how the hell would anyone... Like... If you not be some, if you somehow miraculously survive this, how would you then like deal with that shit? Because that shit is that's dark stuff. There's no way you survive that. Like mentally, I mean, you like the way Ellen, like Ellen, isn't it? Ellen Ripley. Ellen Ripley. Yeah, the way she did it is she went into cryosleep for forty-seven years. So you know that's a good way to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just sleep it off. Just sleep it off. Yeah, just sleep off the uh, PTSD. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Have a, have a nap. Have, a, have, a, have, have a five nap. minutes. <laughs> have five minutes to yourself, love. Have five million, five decades. You yeah. know, just, just give yourself give yourself a bit of time. But yeah, um, no, like the the whole idea of this of this character as well. Like this, the alien itself has you know it translates so well to every kind of form of you know media. So like. Well, like when it comes to like the idea of horror, so it translates well to a book because no matter what, unkillable, you know, menacing creature is going to be terrifying. Granted, they kind of got rid of that with the second movie, but yeah. in Alien Isolation, it's more like the first one where yeah, it's just this constant presence, and he's constantly roaming around the the ship. And it's horrifying. You're constantly, you know, worried he's going to come around any corner. Yeah. 
But one thing that this movie also introduced is the androids as well. And I think the androids are also fucking terrifying. That twist is yes. impeccable. It's so because it ju- it's the perfect twist because it doesn't it doesn't come out of nowhere. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, you don't expect it. You know this guy's up to something the whole time. And you're like, what is it? He's like, there's there's something going on. And then you're like, oh shit, he's a... And not even like at the end, he tells them what's going on after they like knock his head off, which is... Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the effect shots in a minute. But like that scene where he's then describing what's, what's happening, he's yeah. still like insane. He's still like, yeah, yeah you're, you're all going to die. There's no way you get out of this. Like, come on, there's no way you get out of this. He's just taunting them a bit more, and it's like, God damn, like, give it a break, But that's mate. the fact that, like, that plays well with the fact that he's an android, because he just tells, like, the truth. He tells what's logical. Yeah. He's not, like, trying to scare them. He's just saying what, you know, he's programmed to say. I love... And he's programmed to say the truth, and I, I love that. I think that's really interesting. I think that's I, really smart. I really do like all the characters in this as well. I think the yeah, every are, character yeah. has a personality, which is a perfect thing for a horror movie because you have to, especially with an horror movie like this where the stakes are so high that almost every single person is going to die. Yeah. You have to relate to each character. I really love the uh, chemistry between, or the relationship even between Ripley and uh, Parker. Yeah. Because they, like, he he doesn't respect her at all and she's trying to, like, assume command towards the end because the, the captain's dead. Yeah. And he's just like the. I read this in the trivia section on IMDb. Said like he was told to constantly talk over her. And so he was all, all the way through the movie. You spot it every time Ripley starts talking. I mean, for for longer than like a second, Parker's always just chunnering away and keeps talking. And then at the end, you hear her. She just snaps. She's like, "Listen to me. Shut up." And that's yeah. just that's Ridley Scott saying saying to him, yeah, just keep, just keep talking. Whenever she talks, you talk. Just, just chat shit while she's talking. Um, and I love the, um, I love the captain as well. I think the captain really has this persona of like, I'm doing this. I'm getting paid for it. I'm, I'm here for a job. I'm, I don't really care about what's going on. And then he's sort of like, yeah, this is my duty to like, go and sort this out, and then he does, and he gets killed in the air vents, which is a terrifying scene. Yeah. Great, great set piece. Yeah. See, that's the very interesting thing about this movie, though, and this is something I've literally just read on um, IMDb. It's like the the Xenomorph has four minutes of screen time and doesn't make its first appearance until about an hour into the movie. I was going to say, this... That's what works well for it. It's the impending doom of not being able to see it. Like, that's what works for, like, that's what works for the Blair Witch Project. You don't see anything, and yet you're terrified the entire way through because you don't know if it's there or not. Yeah, this this movie... That's why Michael Myers is such an impending and, like, imposing threat. Yeah. Because you know he's there, you know he's about, but you can't see him. This this movie takes its sweet time. It's... I think that's probably... It's a very slow-building movie. It's probably why I didn't like it as a kid, because it's not just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare um it, it it takes its time the the first hour of this movie really sets in to- sets the tone for like isolation you're on your own there's nothing out there it's just you guys and then mm. the like the the walk one when the walking through that like through the crashed prometheus 
it's stunning. This movie's stunning. Yeah. Like that 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 clearly is just like, yeah, this is the cinematographer's time to to shine. And he's just so you getting know what? These one thing shots. that I've just read as well. Let me find it again. Hold on. Like all the handheld camera work in this movie, because there's a lot of it. This this movie goes from shaky cam to steady very quickly. It does. And it works really well because it's it's like the shaky cam is more like to represent the character and how they're feeling at the time. And it works really well. But Ridley Scott did all of the handheld camera work himself. Oh wow. Like, no matter what, that's impressive. Yeah. And it works well once again because he would know the characters well. So he would know how they're feeling at the time, so he can put himself in their shoes as the cameraman and, you know, film it the way it's supposed to be from their point of view. Exactly, exactly. Held camera work in horror works so well for that exact reason, because it's supposed to, like, show what the character's feeling just through how shaky it is. So whenever it's on Ripley and it's dead shaky, it's because she's terrified and your hands shake this and the other. It's represent that. Um, I... So, So this movie won an Oscar... For uh, best Good. visual effects, um, the effects yeah. in this movie we we kind of touched on it. We'll we'll go more in depth now. Um, yeah, the effects are the effects are incredible. It's it's just after like Star Wars, so we've got we've had like this amazing CG technology with like models and backgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah, and it really, I think, uses that new technology to its advantage. With like the the models look incredible. All the spaceships look so real. And I think looking at something like this and then looking at something like, I was going to say Interstellar, but Interstellar's a bad choice to pick because all of that stuff's real as well. Yeah, and by the way, both these films had an $11 million budget. Yeah. And like, it's impressive how they were able to do like so much with you so know, little. $11 million. Well, yeah. With um, a, yeah, exactly. With eleven million dollars, that's not a lot, especially compared to today's standards for horror movies in general. Like, if I look at the Halloween twenty eighteen reboot, I think that was like, like that 20. would have had. Yeah, that was at least twenty million. Uh, oh no, ten. What? There you go. Oh, never mind. Blow uh, That's about. Yeah, well, oh uh, yeah, true. They do do very like we've actually talked about that before. How Blumhouse are one of the most interesting ones, just because they make so good movies on so little money and then when they put a big budget movie out it's like they know it's going to flop but they can make all the money back with such a low budget movie anyway yeah um so we'll yeah so the the other effects are like the the android so what's yeah. his name is it uh, ash uh, ash ian ash. home ian home uh, yeah. ash is um he's we we mentioned it earlier. His performance is amazing, but then the like when he turns evil and like someone hits him and he's like he's like sweating milk, and then mm. he like bats him over the head and his head just comes off and that looks insanely good. Yeah, he's like got like I'm, I mean you can tell that it's fake, but it's still good. Like it, you know, it looks. You know what I mean? It looks believable. Yeah. But there's like spaghetti flying everywhere. There's like wires. There's milk spewing everywhere. But it looks The, the one thing that I've real. never understood about these movies, though, is why the anatomy of the androids is built so similar to humans. <laughs> like, for some reason, they have like intestines. 
I don't know. I guess it's, it's, um, they just have white intestines. I don't know. I guess it's to. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's easier but for the like, surgeons in the world. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But one another thing, once again, about this movie, like even like the promotional material, like the poster, the tagline for the movie is "In space, no one can hear you scream," and that's like the most iconic used tagline nowadays. of all time. Yeah, but it it's the perfect tagline for this movie because it's literally these what six seven people mm. like maybe nine max yeah nine people just nine people one of them is just a voice as well so that's eight another seven of them seven shit. crew members no there's eight no, there's oh wait no yeah you're right i'm, I'm seeing the alien yeah <laughs> so yeah i was just like there's only nine people in this movie though yeah um i and think as well this was really interesting we mentioned like the score and like the score's beautiful, the music is beautiful, but I think also it knows when to stop. I was about to say, it knows when there's a there's a scene that doesn't need music because like there's certain scenes in horror that my one gripe with the original Halloween is that whenever Michael's on the screen, there's music playing, and that kind if you get rid of the music in that scene, you just have light breathing. That would make the scene ten times more intimidating. Yeah. Like, I thought that's the only gripe I've ever had with the original Halloween, but that's what this movie fixes for me. Yeah, yeah. But then watching it, it also made me realise just how similar tonally this is to The Thing. Yes. Like, I was watching, I was just like, damn, I, I want to watch The Thing as well now. I was I was talking to my, my flatmate, Lewis, about this, and I said, I said to him, I proposed the same question to you as I did to him about the xenomorph being the scariest creature, and he said, it's up there, but it's not thing. like the thing as also because the like, thing the is most. literally just a thing it's nothing yeah. it's it's a mimic of what reality is but it is. then it is it doesn't you know always mimic it perfectly and that's what makes it so scary it, i would it morphs because it mimics whatever else is in the room as well i would love to do an episode on the thing and the thing remake or the reboot the reboot the prequel the thing prequel yeah I've never watched the Thing prequel, so me I would neither. Be 100% but I've seen a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff from it, so I would love to watch those movies. Hundred percent down for that. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that at some point. Probably it'll probably be next year now because we've mapped everything out for this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, what else can we say about Alien? It's it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, it's well acted, well directed. It's terrifying. The creature is perfectly set up. Yeah, um, and I, once again, like I'm so glad that they actually did do a video game of this movie as well. When it comes to Alien Isolation, yeah, yeah, because they they took their time with it. They did it right because they had that imposing threat of this unkill- unkillable thing. Because you can't, you you have your like the flamethrower from this film, yeah, and you have the uh, the rangefinder, and those are your tools in this in that game, yeah. So it's just like in the first movie. And that's what makes it so terrifying because you it's it's there at all times, and you can see it creeping towards you, but you can't look around because if you if you look around, it's going to see you and it's going to kill you. Um, and that's what makes it so good tonally, and that's what makes this film work so well because it's the exact same kind of thing. Like you feel like you're in the movie because you know, yeah, of the way it's shot, the way it's acted. I mean this this movie kind of also has so many iconic moments in it as well so like the the uh the face hugger obviously like jumping yeah. out 
that's been done so many times since then. Like it just yeah. jumping out, then it bursting out of the chest. Yeah, which um, has also been done a fair few times now. Yeah, the um the whole thing in the in the air ducts, I think, is a fairly well known scene with like just a duck yeah. coming towards you. I feel like that that's definitely been done since. Um, the running about in the spaceship with like a steady cam. Yeah. Just so like, with smoke everywhere and fire. And then of course like the the ending. It like really this you don't really realise that this is an actual like tip sort sort of semi typical horror film until you get to the end and it's just Ripley on her own and she's the final girl. Yeah. You don't This is you, like this is a the same kind of structure as a slasher movie. Yeah. And I think that's incredible that you don't even realise that. I didn't realise yeah. that until the end. It's just like, yeah, it's just a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Sci-fi movie about and aliens. But you could you could watch this as a sci-fi fan or a horror fan and still get the exact same thing out of it. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. And one thing that I also absolutely love about this um, this film is the fact that, like, the whole... Like, Ripley as a character is the most badass female character in all of film and is one of the only ones that has never been sexualized properly. And I think that's really, really good because for once, like whenever there's a badass female character in a film, like look at, you know, Tomb Raider and Black Widow, this and the other. Yeah. Heavily sexualized. Ripley is wearing all of the layers and is able to take down a fucking alien that's unkillable. Well, like... She yeets it out of the this, ship. I don't think she's the badass character yet. She's, she's just not about, at the end. She is though. She's that's not. She's just thing. surviving. That's that survival instinct. That is not badassery. We don't get to that until Aliens, where her and character completely shifts. Yeah. From but I think what's very interesting as well is that survival instinct. That's a mother's instinct because she actually has a daughter, as we learned in the second one. Yeah. Which is really really interesting because like that's the kind of thing that she's a mother who wants to get home to her daughter. Yeah. Um, overall, what what are we giving this movie? Because hundred percent, ten out of ten. For easily. for me, it used to be like an eight, and it was slowly building up to a nine. Yeah, this this last watch, it this last viewing really big this movie up. It's a big ten out of ten from me as well. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so like unique as well, especially for its time. It's a film that you can't recapture the same essence of this nowadays, and that's no. why I don't. Want more alien but they're doing more alien and i don't i want them to stop yeah i feel if like they're gonna do more alien go from aliens do what like halloween has done and do it right and just go from aliens and get rid of the rest granted i've never seen alien 3 or um alien resurrection or prometheus or whatever <laughs> just get rid of it all because i didn't want to see them because i didn't care after two yeah and also we you've heard they're horrible yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I heard, I heard Co um, Covenant, wasn't it? Alien Covenant. Yeah, I heard that was all right. That is, I've, I've, I've seen Covenant. I've, um, I, I've seen Alien Three, and I've seen Prometheus and Covenant. I haven't seen Resurrection, but Covenant. I reckon we should do them at some point. Covenant was a. It sort of marked itself as a return to form for the Alien franchise. And then, like, you get through most of it, you're like, holy crap, yeah, they're doing they're doing Alien properly this time. Holy crap. Like, it's gory, it's scary, it's really interesting. And then the movie just takes a fat, steaming halt 
in the middle of it and then cuts back to the shit we were learning about in Prometheus. And you're like, I don't give a shit. See, that's the annoying thing. Like, you need to do it the opposite way around. You need to have the slow build up at the start, like in the original Alien and Aliens. Exactly. And, and then, then have full blown everything in the last hour or maybe even half. Like, the last half hour of Alien is when shit goes down. Yeah. That final half hour is so damn intense and it it's non stop. But, like, and then, and then with Covenant, it tries to build up the tension again and then go again. And you're just like, I don't care anymore. It's it. I'm past it. You know, you've kind of lost all the goodwill with me. So it's um, it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I, yeah. I'm, I'd you know, I'd be down to do do some more Alien movies at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a- Alien the first one, I think it's it goes in that list again of perfect movies. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Aliens? Yeah, we should talk about aliens. Um, I'll go up and I'll read the description if you want. Um, I, I, I was going to do it because. Well, you know what? Fuck you. Sick. So, aliens, uh, like released in 1986, as we said earlier. So, what was it? 34 years ago today now? Or well, not today, but 34 years ago. Nearly 30, today, 34 years ago. In the UK, it was 29th of August. So. Oh, wow. There you go. 20 days late. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so description reads. Ellen Ripley is rescued by a deep salvage team after being in hypersleep for 57 years. The moon that the Nostromo visited has been colonised, but contact is lost. This time, colonial marines have, impre- have impressive firepower, but will that be enough? And this one, not directed by the um, same guy, it was James Cameron. Jim Cameron, big Jim. Big, um, big, he was, big J. He was hot off um, the Terminator, the first Terminator. Yeah. And um, we'll we'll do a rundown of the critical response again. Uh, so on IMDb, it's got an eight point three. On uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got ninety seven percent critics, ninety four percent audience, and the average rating is a nine point zero. Yeah. So basically, the same. Yeah. Just like one percent lower, point one out of ten lower, same audience score, and one point one um, out of ten lower than on IMDb as well. These movies are both universally loved. Yeah. Um. What did you think? Because you, you so said you've I've seen not this. not watched it in a while. I was going to say, you've only seen it the once before, haven't you? Yeah. This is this was my second ever viewing. I really liked it. I still really like it. I don't think it's as good as, um, like, as the original Alien. I think the original Alien is just that perfect tone and the perfect mix of horror and you know suspense and this it fully shifts it to action it this does. goes full-blown action movie and like adventure sci-fi with horror elements in it's still got that horror feel of it it does yeah but no matter what this will not get that same like feeling as the original alien did for me at least and that original alien movie i watched it when i was younger anyway but i was Hot off of like my little horror craze as a young lad, so yeah. I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street and um, Halloween and this and the other, um, and then I watched this, um, the original Alien. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! I found out aliens <laughs> existed. I was like, oh my god, I need to see it. And I wasn't ready for an action movie for it. I was ready for more horror, and that's kind of what turned me off to this movie a little more. After rewatching it, it's a fucking great action movie it is 
it is a really, really, really fun, well, that's intense it. action movie. It, it with doesn't... once again lovable characters, but not as lovable. Um I So for a while I like I've always said that Aliens is better. And then this week has really re- made me rethink that because Precisely. Um but yeah, Aliens is still incredible. And mm. I think the I th- I disagree with your statement about it just just not being what you thought it would be. I think the first hour again builds up that tension as a horror movie. And then it hits that hour mark. They come across the aliens and then it's like, I mean that, that opening bit where they first get obliterated by the aliens, that is scary. That is hard to sit through. And then they, they get out, they, they drive out and then it becomes like this almost revenge action movie. Hmm which I really enjoy. Um, I think, I, I think the characters are on par. Honestly. I think See, Rip, Ripley gets buffed up to, she like uses her trauma from the last one and uses it as like a weapon against yeah, everyone else. Yeah, she uses it to her advantage. Exactly. She, um, I think the sniveling, um, like corporate guy, is great in his role because you trust him up until a point and then you're like oh yeah maybe we shouldn't michael bean's fantastic mm-hmm. um i think the the like all the surviving like marines are really really interesting characters especially i love bill paxton it's yeah. like he's got probably like one of the most famous lines from this franchise which is like game over man game over game over that's like, so once great again, i i do agree with all that but at the same time i think my thing towards alien compared to aliens when it comes to the characters anyway is we get a lot more time with each character like singularly just because there's a lot less of them yeah so that's what made me prefer the characters in alien to aliens aliens, they're still really fun characters they still have a lot of personality and especially like paxton yeah like private hudson is the most other than ripley herself he's the most you know notable character in this film yeah but at the same time who like the um the android in this uh who was bishop. It? like bishop bishop was one of my favorite characters because he literally he was the exact opposite of what we were expecting from another android you hear yeah. another android and it's kind of like in halloween 2018 where it's like oh my god you're the new loomis and he is the new loomis but yeah. in this he's the exact opposite he's an actual trustworthy thing and he says that at the start but you're not going to trust him just because he no. says it like so he this... says, oh yeah, the older models were, you know, they're known to be very glitchy. They're known yeah. to act out. We have inhibitors to stop that. It's like, do you though? Yeah, they do. Yeah, he's right. Um, I think, um, the captain as well, the captain of the team. I think is he called Burke? Burke is really good. Wait, no, I Burke... think he's great. No, Burke is the um. Oh crap. No, but yeah, Burke is the um is the corporate guy. But I mean, yeah. um, the Lieutenant Gorman. Lieutenant Gorman is... Oh, yeah, he was, he was really good. He's really good because he's he comes in as like this this big macho lieutenant who's in charge of everyone. And then it the shit, comes, the shit comes down and he's like, I've been on one mission. I have no idea what's going on. And he can't speak. He gets a concussion mm. out of nowhere. Some boxes hit him and he's just out of commission for half the movie. And then when he comes back, he's like... He's trying to do his best, God bless him. And I think he really, like, sort of redeems himself as a character by the end. Yeah. Um, I think 
Vasquez is what like if not the one of the most badass female characters because she's yeah. just she doesn't take any shit. She's got one of the best like comebacks as well because one of the guys says to us like, "Have you ever been mistaken for a man?" And she says, "No, have you?" <laughs> cutting, cutting. Oh God's sake! I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and I mentioned Michael Bean. He's a, I think he's he's great in this role. as just like the, the everyman really. He's the he's the male lead in this really, isn't he? Yeah. And then then we've got obviously Ripley and uh, Carrie Hen is Newt. Yeah. What do you think of Newt? See, Newt is. Whenever I think of Aliens, I think of it similar to how I think of um, Resident Evil 4 as a game. And Resident Evil 4 is mostly a escort mission, but it's a full game. And that's what Aliens feels like. It feels like an escort mission for Newt and Ripley. And she's just a burden the entire time. Yeah. She's just there to scream and get scared and to, you know be in more danger than she really needs to be like she just does nothing for this entire movie i think i like that they added a child character because you know ripley's lost her daughter she's got a way to you know still redeem that yeah and to raise somebody still i think that was really sweet but newt was probably the most annoying character in this movie definitely definitely and that's what's it's really weird though she's only ever been an actress in one movie and it's this this oh, was wow. her only there ever movie, according to IMDb. There you go. I wonder why. <laughs> um, so, this movie got nominated for seven Oscars. How many did it win? It won two. It got nominated for um, Best Music, um, Best mm-hmm. Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Art Direction, and Best Actress. Sigourney Weaver got nominated for Aliens. And it won... Uh, best sound effects editing and best visual effects that's fair because the visual effects once again are very impressive especially for when it came out yeah like Like, the i mean it's again the aliens look incredible the um and this time there's there's more of them yeah it's it's literally just like you know how in once again this is kind of like the slasher thing of the first movie like any sequel has to raise above it by so much with the kills and the the content yeah. And in this, it's literally just, okay, we had one alien last time, let's have 7,000 this time. <laughs> um, And the the queen, the queen alien. Yeah, I was just about to say that. The one alien of the most mother. terrifying images. I love the alien mother. I think the alien mother is the best thing about this movie because she is horrifying. She's literally just like three aliens put together into this magnificent but she's like, also like really skinny and yeah, got a big head and like walks with like it's it's creepy it's just creepy yeah. thinking about it i've got like the hairs are coming up on my my arms now just thinking about how creepy she looks uh no she's amazing she's alien mother queen there we go <laughs> Like, just the, her design is literally, like, a, the aliens times ten. Like, yeah. she's got such a bony figure. It is, Like, yeah. she looks like a spider. And that's exactly. what is really good about this character. 
Yeah. I think, and I think the fact that, like, her and Ripley have, like, a bit of a moment together. They do. In, like, um, later on in the movie. Like, they have, like, this stare down of mother to mother kind of thing. Yeah. Where she wants, they both want to protect what, who they're protecting, their children. Yeah. And they, but they have to kill each other still. And that's a really powerful moment. Like, it when, is. when she's, when she's backing out the room and all the aliens are just staring at her. Yeah. And she's got Newt and the mother's like, yeah, go on, leave. But then Ripley fucks herself over by, you know, burning them all down. But the thing is, she's just trying to save humanity. Yeah. So it's not like a stupid decision. She was planning to do that the entire time. She just needed to get far enough away so that she could actually get everything and yeah. escape. Then the the other effect shot is, I mean, there's only one for uh, for uh, Bishop. And it's when he gets torn in half. And that is intense to say the least comes out of nowhere because it's just such a wholesome scene where like they're just talking like ripley's come to terms with yeah bishop is you know these androids are the new model they are the better versions they don't fuck up they they do what they're supposed to do and she's thanking him telling him he did a good job and then out of nowhere you just see something burst through his chest and at first i thought it was another because i haven't watched this film in a long time i thought it was another um alien going in his chest i was like oh for fuck's sake but no it was the alien mother's tail literally yeah. ripping through him and, and this... then she tears him in half and this this leads to the most iconic moment in the probably in the franchise and in this movie especially it's uh when she walks out it. and she's in that mech suit and i i was sat there watching it with my flat and uh, <laughs> and she says it, and all three of us are like, fuck yes, come on! I love how this is referenced in Harry Potter as well. Like, yeah, get is. away from you, her bitch, not my daughter, you bitch. Like, I love that. I love that somehow Harry Potter, of all franchises, referenced fucking alien. Aliens. Alien. Um, <laughs> the alien franchise you little twat um and that fight scene again it has no music because this movie again knows where the music should be and where it shouldn't be yeah i was thinking that this entire like the entire time watching this movie i was like damn that scene when she's like going through the corridors laying down the um the little like flares for her to follow back again yeah like there's no music accompanying that scene it's literally just like the flamethrower, the sound of the flamethrower, the steam, the her steps, the fire from the flares. Every yeah. single bit of the sound design in this movie is perfect and it's not underdone by the music because the music isn't there and it doesn't need to be there. It's and that's what this movie strikes perfectly tonally. It's an absolutely um I think what James Cameron does with this franchise obviously then it changes back because Alien Three is a bit more of a horror movie again. But James, what James Cameron does with this is, I mean, it's insane that he has made two of the most influential and best action movies of all time. With yeah. he made Aliens and Terminator Two, which are both sequels to horror movies. Yeah, because Term- the Terminator, the first Terminator, is not an action movie. That is a yeah, that's that's more horror. It's that's still a, a little bit action, but that is a horror film, basically. Yeah. And then that's on the same length of like the kind of horror as Halloween once again. Yeah, it's, he, it's stalking, it's following. And not only has he made these incredible action movies, he's also inserted to, and he's also like basically I wouldn't because they're not bad characters to start with, but I'm going to say redeemed two like final girls 
yeah. into the two of the most notoriously awesome female characters. Yeah. Because they are both, in their own rights, the best female action sci-fi characters. Yeah. That yeah, they in in their own right they are the, the the conversation always comes up who'd win in a fight, Ellen Ripley or Sarah Connor. I I'm saying Ellen Ripley by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm more like Sarah Connor. You're you I'm I'm the Terminator. No, I'm you I'm Sarah Connor, but from the second one when I, when she can do chin-ups. <laughs> Hunt for the world of people. Very funny. Yeah, oh uh um, but yeah, Sarah Connor. If if it's if it's T two Sarah Connor. If we're talking Alien versus Terminator, it's Ripley. If we're talking mm-hmm. Aliens versus T two, it's Sarah Connor. Yeah, sick. Agreed. Agreed. Um, there you go. Is there anything yeah. else you want to say about Aliens? Uh, not really. Like, once again, like, this this movie is, once again, really, really special. Like, and also, the power loader in general is referenced to fuck by everything. Uh, even, like, what's it called? Um, Like, Crash Bandicoot had a power loader at one point, and it's the same power loader as in Aliens. <laughs> same design and everything. Um... And I think that's really cool, to be completely honest. There you go. It's yeah. The the these two movies are so ingrained in popular culture at this point. That, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. They're both. I'm, I'm, they're both fantastic. Yeah. What were you giving this one though? It's still gonna be a ten. For me, it's a nine. It's close to a nine, but it's still. Yeah, it's still fantastic. It's still you know it's. <laughs> Oh, I can't give it a nine. I can't. I just can't do it. I'm I'm giving it a nine just because I prefer Alien over Aliens. Even though they're both just like very fucking good movies, I think the Alien strikes it just that tiny bit better. For yeah. Me anyway, yeah, I, I, I prefer I, I prefer horror over action usually. Damn it! So, yeah. yeah, I'm giving this a nine. Newt pisses me <laughs> off. Yeah, nine out of ten. Big, yeah. big. It's a very on. big nine, and it's a, it's close to a ten, but it's it's still a nine. It's like a nine point four nine. Oh fuck off! <laughs> um, it's got ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. That's what that's what I'm calling it. Ninety four. No, just say nine or ten. Not doing <laughs> percentages. Um, is there anything else you want to say about aliens? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, we to be fair, this has been a really good movie watching week for us, hasn't it? Yeah, we've been quite, we've been blessed. Yeah. Um, Are you welcome for um, the idea of it? <laughs> hey, David. Here's Amber. Why don't you sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Uh, I'll do a game for now. Okay. Uh, I uh, today started replaying South Park: The Stick of Truth. Okay. Because uh, I got it on my Switch because it was on sale, and this is probably like the tenth time I've played it. Good lord! And I love it to bits. It's like it. That game plays like a South Park episode is edited and is animated. 
Yeah. And the game is basically just a season of South Park. <laughs> and I Fair love enough. it. I love it to bits. Uh, the, just the opening alone is fantastic. It's got a really fun animated opening. It's developed by the guys that did Fallout New Vegas, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, this is also one of my favorite games of all time, to be completely honest. I love this film, this game so much. It brought out the idea of an Asses of Fire 2, which I'm really annoyed hasn't made it its way into the, into the show and into a second movie. Because <laughs> I thought it'd be really funny. Because, like, the guy who, you know, from the movie when he's, um, like, saying, hey, when he's, like, telling the kids that he can't go and see the movie. Oh, the Usher. Yeah. He's there. He, and he's constantly telling you, oh, my God, this movie's really sweet. It's a shame you guys are too young to see it. <laughs> but uh yeah like this movie this game is um like based from their lord of the rings trilogy episode yeah when they have to do a um like a journey across south park into i think it's denver or something like that to retrieve uh to give in the tape for the lord of the rings but they accidentally give butters a sex tape oh yeah so he's looking for the um he like he becomes Gollum yeah. because he wants to see the uh, the like the porno yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen that one. It's very funny. <laughs> it's a, such a good episode in like the, all the characters and all the powers this and over are based from that. But it's literally like a kid playing Lord of the Rings, but you're playing it as a game that where kids swear <laughs> and you beat up homeless people and crack addicts. So what would you uh what what would you sell the game for? I'm gonna say twenty quid just because it's a little old now yeah uh like the game has been out for i think i think it's like six years i'm gonna find out quickly uh the game came out in 2014 yeah so six nearly seven years and it's still a phenomenal game i absolutely love every second of playing it i re- i love replaying it i really enjoyed the sequel it wasn't as good but it's still a damn good game uh, yeah, this 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 game is phenomenal. It literally had Trey Parker and Matt Stone directing it as well, which you need for a South Park game. They've tried oh, yeah, to definitely. do South Park games before this, and they didn't have Trey Parker and Matt Stone working with it. It's just they did the voices. Yeah, but these guys w- like worked. They chose Obsidian to make this game. Yeah, like when um, Ubisoft came to them with the idea of a game, uh, they said, "Okay, get Obsidian to make it because we want it to be a turn-based RPG." And that's just the weirdest genre of game I can think of for South Park, but it fits so well with the way that the animation works. Yeah. It's it's the only thing that makes sense, but it's also the thing that makes the least sense. It's yeah. weird. But yeah, uh, South Park Stick of Truth is um, my like my recommendation this week. Go get it. It's, on, it's literally on everything except mobile. And there you go. Probably the, but I don't think you're going to be playing it on Wii. <laughs> There you go. Um, Stick of Truth South Park. Um, I, I might actually check that out. Uh, I've not played it. Yeah. You, um, you should. 100% s- should. See, that's it. Like A couple of things. This, all the things I've been watching this week, we're going to be talking about next week. Are we going to be talking about South Park next week? No. I mean, all the recommendations I can give. Oh, yeah. Um, This week, I watched... Uh, oh, I'm going to sell you a movie. Go on. Um, I watched Dodgeball. A true underdog story. Um, I have mentioned this before on the, my top 10 favourite comedies podcast. Um, it was one of my own honourable mentions. Check that out, episode 20. And um, 
this stars Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. Vince Vaughn runs a gym called Average Joe's, and they're in debt, $50,000 in debt, and they need the money before the end of the month. Or Ben Stiller, who owns Global Gym, which is the gym over the road, is going to buy them and then take them over and get rid of them because he hates them. Um, And so to get the money, they realize they can play in a dodgeball tournament. And so fly out to Las Vegas to play in this dodgeball tournament. And so Ben Stiller's team do as well to try and stop them. And this movie is so underrated. Mm. I feel like no one ever talks about this movie, but it is legitimately fantastic. It's so weird as well. Ben, I don't know why Ben Stiller ever tries to play a hero. He's not. He's he's so much better at playing a villain. He's the mm. the best two roles he's ever had. The best three roles he's ever had is his role on Extras, where he's a mm-hmm. douche. The role he has in the episode of Friends, where he's the shouty man. Yep. And this. Then and again, this, though, I do love him in um. What's it called? The Night in the Museum. I know, but he's just... I just don't... When he's so good at being a villain, why would you then try and market yourself as a hero in everything else? Like, I don't get it. You're so good as the villain. And every time I see him as a hero, I'm just like, he's just not... I just don't find him funny. I don't find him funny in anything else other than Dodgeball. Because he's... He's so disgusting and creepy and slimy and dumb as fuck. And it, there's that is that one scene when he's he's got a painting on his wall of him in like this all these muscles and he's grabbing a bull by the horns and he's talking to this woman. He's like, "Yeah, that's me grabbing grabbing the bull by the horns. It's a metaphor, but that really happened." And he's like, he's like, he's just he's so creepy and he makes your skin crawl and he's funny. He's got all of the dumb jokes. He's amazing. Everyone else is pretty good as well, but really the reason to watch this is Ben Stiller. Mm. Um, it's a cute story. It's easy in and out. Like un- I think it's like just over ninety minutes, um, and it's really funny. People get hit in the balls, and it's got like one of the most iconic scenes in a comedy movie where like if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, and just launch a wrench at someone's head. It's fantastic. Rip Todd is really funny as well. He's like plays the but I've Dodd- always loved um Ripton's name. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. It's a good Ripton. Name. Um he's he's uh the old dodgeball coach and he the first time we meet him he 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 wheels out of this of this room, walks into the room well wheels into the room and goes Love the smell of queef in the morning. And you're like, Jesus Christ, oh, dude. Okay. Okay. This is this is the level. <laughs> this is the level we're at. <laughs> yep. He's got the line That's in the sick. same scene. He's like, necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Well, I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> have you ever seen this movie? I have when I was quite young, but I haven't rewatched it very Bro, recently at all now. you have to watch this movie. <laughs> I, I will at some point. It's I've got fantastic. too many other movies to watch. Yes, we, we all do. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, we've got so many movies to watch. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Dodgeball. I'd probably sell it for about four quid. 
because no, pe- people don't watch it. They should, but you know, it looks kind of like from the case, it kind of looks like a crappy comedy, but yeah. it's actually very funny. Uh, so yeah, dodgeball, a true underdog story. Um, awesome. There you go. That was we're, we've actually done a short one. This is going to be like an hour twenty. Fantastic. Good. Love that from us. Um, Tired now. Right. Two things. One, we are now officially available to listen to and stream on Amazon Music. Woo! How how amazing is that? Didn't even know Amazon Music were doing podcasts yet. They only just started it yesterday. Yep. And we're on it. We I got an email about it a few weeks ago, so thank you to Amazon for asking us to, to be on there when they Cheers, launch Jeff. their podcast service. And... Um, yeah, so if you if you have Amazon Music, do go and check us out on there, stream us on there, follow us, and uh, let us know that you've you've been over. Um, yeah. Actually, three things. Two, the you if you are now listen if you are listening on the YouTube channel uh, to the full podcast, then we've got some sad news for you because we have made a collective decision to only make the full podcast available on well now Amazon Music. Apple and Spotify. So yep. from here on in, you can't listen to the full episode on YouTube, but we will be posting long clips, kind of yes. like a Joe Rogan style thing where they release like 10 minute clips, yeah. stuff like that from the podcast. We will be releasing that at the moment. It will be audio. We are working on maybe getting some sort of visual going as well for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's exciting. So starting after, Starting next week, the full podcast will not be available on YouTube, but don't worry, it is available on Amazon Music, Apple, and Spotify, and there will be clips, long clips, like 10, probably 10 minutes or under, on the YouTube channel. We'll be posting about two of those per episode um, for you guys to enjoy. Yeah. Sick. Sick. What's the third one? Third. Next week. Alright, that one. This is the biggest <clears throat> episode we've done. Yeah? Yep. Next week is the biggest one we've prepped. The longest we've had to prep. <laughs> oh god, so yes. much prep. Um, Way too much, you could say. Perhaps too much prep. Um, we've got a tournament coming for you guys next week. And uh, we have returning guests of um, Alex Woods... Uh, from Flat Moon, and Mr. James O'Malley, a good friend of the show. And um, we're doing, yeah, we're doing another tournament. We will talk more about what this tournament entails next week, but do make sure you are here next week to uh, to listen to that one, because it's going to be, um, I reckon it's going to be like the best episode we've done. Yeah. And not only is it going to be one episode, <gasps> it's going to be two. We're splitting it in two because parts. Because we're lazy. Not because we're lazy, because... Otherwise, it would be five hours long. Because we're lazy. There's so much discussion going to happen, David. It's going to be like five hours because long. We're so, because we're lazy. <laughs> it's because um, we're lazy. It's, it's not because we're lazy. It's because we're lazy. Shut anyway. the fuck up, man. <laughs> because we're lazy. Sick. <laughs> Is that, have we, I think we've discussed everything, have we? Yeah, I think so. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm just tired, mate. Honestly, I'm fucking knackered today. Fair enough. Let's get this wrapped up then. Yes, let's get it done. <laughs> um, Please, I want to go for a nap. 
<laughs> Thank you so much to everyone for listening this week. Um, yeah, sorry it's been a bit of a filler one, but blame James. Um... <laughs> um, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have, uh, make sure you're liking the YouTube videos, you're following us on Spotify, uh, you're following us on uh, Apple and following us on Amazon Music now. Amazing. And also leave us like Amazing. ratings and reviews on whatever you can. Comment to us. Let us know what you want, what you want us to do next. I mean... Yeah, with the lads. Sorry? And lasses. Share with the lads and lasses. Share. Share them all with the lads and lasses. And uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the updates and clips from uh, from the podcasts. Um, thank you so much for the... Um, like all the uh, support we've had from the last one with Logan, it was probably the most fun time we've had making a podcast. Yeah, that was a good one. So we're really glad that you guys enjoyed it. And um, yeah, we will see you next week for the big tournament. Oh, a tournament. That's my first day off. Yeah. Of like my nine days off for work. But David, David, think about it this way. You then have a week off. No, I don't. From the podcast. You have a week off from the from podcast. The po- yeah, but then I'm also in uni. Yeah, but you have a week off. From so. you, yeah. <laughs> and really, it's not. We still talk every day, so. Exactly. <laughs> no week is a week off. Yeah, I literally have no time off from you. <laughs> That's your own fault for following me around at college. Um. Anyway. You did the same to me. <laughs> I invited you because, like, to have lunch with us because pity. you looked sad and Out alone. Out of pity. <laughs> yes. You literally looked sad and alone, so I invited you. <laughs> and now I do a fucking podcast with you every week. <laughs> no sympathy. <laughs> Your own fault. <laughs> I should never have pity. <laughs> Because every single week, I have to come onto fucking Discord, talk about whatever shitty movies you've made me watch that week, and this be week funny. Shit. This week was bo- the modern classics. I don't care. Yeah, I I have to turn on the funny. You have to turn. I have to save it for fucking the week. I only have so much funny to give, Xander. <laughs> you sound the bitterness in your voice. <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, God, my, my twist. My twist. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, that's the podcast. We did it again. <laughs> for listening and um maybe david won't be here next week maybe he'll have fucking killed me by then um, yeah <laughs> either you or myself <laughs> we'll see you next week one or the other <laughs> we'll see you next week goodbye see you next week i'm a little bit worried that that wasn't an entire joke it's <laughs> a hint of realism in that you just just could you just say that you're not gonna kill yourself next week nope <laughs> I'm just going to let it hang like a turd
In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>